guys. Welcome back, Preview Alliance. Sarah and Whitney here. And again, we had such an awesome conversation with Emily about what to do in pregnancy with pelvic floor. Yep. We brought her back for postpartum series. That's right. Emily, thank you again. Yay. So happy to have you. So tell us all things postpartum. What do you think? What do women need to know? All right. First of all, this is my biggest soapbox. Hey, we love it. Because this is this is an orthopedic issue, right? Yeah. And we treat our ankle sprains better than we treat our postpartum moms, right? So if you we have, do. It's ridiculous. If you have a, you know, a standard knee surgery, somebody's going to be seen at two weeks, at six weeks for progression of rehab, at 12 mm -hmm. weeks for return to sport. If you have a postpartum mom, they're like, um, we see you in the hospital. We see you at six weeks. See ya. See you in a year for your yeah. And then nobody asks, like, how'd that go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, go resume everything. And then nobody's yeah. checking to be like, did that go okay for you? Yeah. Did you have any issues? Right. And I think um, societally, it's kind of expected that women are going to have issues. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, we get, the lines get blurred between what is normal and what is typical. So it's kind of mm -hmm. expected, like, oh, you had a yep. baby, like, of course you can't run without peeing your pants, or like, oh, sex is gonna hurt, you had right. a baby, what did you yeah. expect? Right. Right, But and those issues are typical because our postpartum care in this country is abysmal, but they are not normal, yeah. okay. and they can be treated. Yeah. There's a difference between common and normal. Exactly, so like, what is typical doesn't have to be tolerated. Oh, I love it. I, that's right. Yes. So, like, you know, we see a multitude of issues, and we're going to kind of cover some vaginal and cesarean birth issues. So, some kind of heavy issues that we hit um, in the postpartum period is um, issues with intercourse, yeah. right? Okay. So, sometimes it's very painful, right? Yeah. And that can be to the extent that it just cannot be done. And so, like, we'll see this a little bit more with um, our vaginal births, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. like, sometimes there's tearing that occurs during yeah. birth. And God love um, you, mamas that have a fourth degree. Bless it. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you have a fourth degree and your your provider has not um, suggested therapy, like please reach out, find somebody. Even if you don't have one in your area, yeah. people do virtual visits, and they could probably uh, that's really cool. Get you know, help okay. you because that's you know very extensive. Yeah. That's a full thickness muscle tear. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so we can have tearing, and scar tissue fills into those tears, and yeah. scar tissue is a normal art of healing, but scar tissue has to move. Yeah. So if scar tissue doesn't learn, hey, I need to move with these muscles as they're being stretched yeah. or contracted, the scar tissue can be a big limiter. So people, you know, they're told at six weeks, like, all right, you're good to resume intercourse. Yeah. And they're shocked when they're like, oh, my gosh, this frills freaking. Yeah. And then that's a whole <laughs> mental health issue, yes. partnership issue, yeah. self-confidence. Oh, yeah. And there's a multitude of factors yeah. that impact that. Yeah. I mean, bre breastfeeding, if you're, if you're breastfeeding, you know, can make vaginal tissues very dry. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we can have a lubrication issue. And yeah. so usually that's the blanket advice is just like use tons of lube. Or drink wine. I've, oh, don't even get me started yeah. on that nugget of terrible uh -huh. advice. I've heard that. Just relax, uh, yeah. drink wine. Well, I, I think a lot of times it's assumed that it's a lubrication issue and that can be the case. Yeah. But then people are like, I use tons of lube and it's still fun horrible yeah and to me i'm like all right then we'll probably have like a scar tissue or muscle issue stretching yeah and they aren't yeah. yeah so let's stretch them and they don't necessarily need moisture they just mobility yeah yeah right yeah. and the drink wine and relax really ticks me off it's yeah because it's like basically just advice. go get tipsy and have sex like yeah. that doesn't no. actually solve the issue because it's still gonna hurt and, yeah. that, and also like some people don't drink yeah, yeah. Right? Or like yeah, some exactly. people take medications where they can't drink or yeah. choose not to. Yeah. And some people, you know, maybe can't have a glass of wine in the morning. Yeah. If it's their time. Yeah. You know, they yeah. like to connect. Exactly. And I just think it's the worst. And then yeah. if they do that and it doesn't help, 
then they're just like, that was the only solution yeah. I was given. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Had terrible. to sit here and live this. So yeah. sex does not have yeah. to hurt post-baby. Right. So let's make that statement. Yeah. And if it is, yeah. we need to reach out. So we can, have, we can have two issues, right? The first one is like we, we have issues with penetration. So either we can't mm-hmm. achieve it or it's painful. Yeah. Or we can have issues with deep. Maybe yeah. insertion is not the problem, but deep penetration is. Or there can yeah. be... Um, an inability to have orgasm or pain with that as well. Yeah. So um, those can be treated. Okay. Yeah. You can do a lot of positional modifications. You can work on the scar tissue. Mm-hmm. You can help with the mobility of the pelvic floor. And a lot of times that gets significantly better. I also think it's important to note that research is showing a lot of the problems that we see postpartum, which are pain with sex, mm-hmm. incontinence, or like leaking urine or poop or gas. Mm-hmm. Um if they're still present in 12 weeks, they're likely to be there in a year. Okay. So wow. like, and that's, that's what, a big difference from three to 12 months. Yeah. So, so, you know, some people are just told to wait, like wait four months, wait six months. I'm like, no, if it's there at 12 weeks, it is likely to be there in a year. Similar postpartum depression, anxiety, like Absolutely. it doesn't just go away. No. Right. We and so don't just wait it out. Yeah. Right. And so, and people that have a cesarean birth are often shocked because they're like, my vagina is supposed to be spared. Yeah. I didn't give birth that way, but a lot yeah. of times. I felt the same way. I felt that. I remember yeah. saying that. I'm like, why is this happening? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times they're they're really shocked because they're like, I'm not supposed to have Vaginal these issues. issues. Yeah. I'm just yeah. supposed to be dealing with the weak core or yeah. my abdominal wall or whatever. But especially the, the ones that labored for a while and then they ended up having, you know, a more C-section mm-hmm. that was unplanned or emergent. Like their pelvic floor got all those contractions with referrals from the and didn't get any of the stretch of birth mm. so a lot of times it is wow. tighter mm. postpartum so they can have issues as well and they're like i'm not even supposed to have this yeah but they do <laughs> so and that's the thing our bodies are just connected to every other part of our body right it's, yeah and and there's something to speak to birth trauma as well well yes you yes. know because birth trauma i mean that's real and uh, trauma yeah, manifests in our tissues mm-hmm. and birth trauma i think sometimes is blown off of like you're healthy your baby's healthy what is the problem gaslighting, gaslighting. yes yeah but and the body keeps the and score. the body is like no something terrible happened and we're gonna fort knox it down here so it never yeah, happens again exactly. i mean that happened i mean it happened to me with our oldest yes. i mean very traumatic c-section and i had urinary pains yeah and I remember going to the back and saying, this is not right. And then yeah. I actually did um, EMDR therapy for my birth trauma. Yeah. Good for you. And I released that and it got better. Now, mm-hmm. that I was holding it there. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. pain, whatever, that happened. So that's yeah. very important to know is that our birth experience is going to come, like like you yeah. said, it holds in there. It right. does. And so we need to, and sometimes you turn to OBs, you turn to your friends or your family, and you're like, mm-hmm. no, like we just had a baby, right? Like this is to be expected. So mm-hmm. These pains, these hurts, moms listening, voice them. Mm-hmm. If you're not hearing it, if you're not getting what you need from maybe obese friend support, search out pelvic mm-hmm. floor therapist. In our first episode of pregnancy, Emily broke down like how to find um, someone who's certified there. Mm-hmm. And she talked all about the pelvic floor. So please refer back to that one. And we'll link some notes too. But peeing on ourselves. Let's, let's just, oh, let's just yeah. bring that up. Let's just get it out. Yeah. yeah. Are we supposed to? Absolutely not. Okay, because right. that is so typical. Motherhood does not mean you pee yourself. 
Because right. that's like an ongoing thing. Like, oh, oh, you had a baby now, you pee on yourself, And the, wor- right? the worst part is, like, some fitness industries encourage it. No, they do. What? Yeah, they do. They'll be like, ladies, it's a plyo day. Wear your pad. And I'm like, no, you are encouraging and enabling pelvic floor legit seen that. dysfunction yes. oh. and weakness and poor, you know, coordination. Yeah. So, no, we should not. And that's one of those things that people are told to wait. Or, they are. Uh, it's told to be expected. Yes. But again, research shows if you're having incontinence at 12 weeks, you are likely to have it at a year. So what can we do for that? So it kind of depends because okay. sometimes we can have one of two issues. Sometimes people can leak because they're on that tight side. And sometimes okay. we're weak. Yeah. Just yeah. like, you know. It's things. probably hard to tell that as like. The patient. The patient. So right. You need... And sometimes we can have a nice yeah. little combo. So yeah. that's why, like, getting um, yeah. evaluated is important. Absolutely. But I think um, that responds really well to treatment. And, okay. again, it's just that a lot of times after mm-hmm. birth, that disruption of, like, our brain and our muscles and we tell it where to go, it just gets interrupted. Mm. We think we're doing something, but yeah. we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. it. And, yep. and normally, like, before we had babies, we would get this reflexive contraction called the knack. So right before we cough, sneeze, we would get this, like, little pelvic floor contraction a millisecond before that. And we would Stop cough, it. sneeze. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we never think about that. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. we're 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But, but that yeah. gets disrupted when we have a baby because we get a massive stretch of those areas and then sometimes they're like i forgot how to contract you have to teach it or i'm not contracting at the right time right (sighs) and so some people will think i could contract post sneeze instead of pre-sneeze right or some people will think i i'm doing that or you know i'll watch them cough or sneeze and they're actually like moving the opposite way they're actually like like opening the the door That is the opposite yeah. of what we're going and for. So, like, people. really, we just have to kind of like grade it, find out what they can do, and build up from there. Because sometimes it's okay. coordination, like, yeah. we're just totally moving in the opposite direction. Sometimes it's endurance of like, yeah. we can move that way yeah. for five, but then by seven, we're fatiguing and we're leaking. So then that's kind of like gradually just like building up muscle strength anywhere else. We need power, strength, Got endurance, okay. coordination. Probably consistency too with the exercises. Right. Okay. So, again, like, um, Research has shown incontinent women typically have poor coordination and use the wrong muscles at the wrong time. So, again, we could be kegling at the stoplight. What we think is that, but chances are we're probably not doing it right if we're still experiencing it. So we're making a problem worse. Well, we just might not be, like, helping it if we're just doing it wrong. And it's not going away. A a lot of people will, you know, just squeeze with their inner thigh or squeeze their butt or clench their butt all day. But that's, you know, just giving the pelvic floor a free pass to sleep with the wheel. And and so, like, listen to me when I say to you. We should be able to sneeze without crossing our legs. Okay. Take note. Yep. There you go. Sex should not be painful. We should not be peeing on ourselves. Mm -hmm. When we're sneezing, we don't have to cross our legs. That's right. Um, What about the mommy pooch? Are you talking about like after a C-section? Yes. Because I'm like, is this my life now? Right. So one thing, excuse me, one thing that they really don't talk about a lot is that, that we need that scar mobility after a a cesarean birth right Mm. and like that poor abdominal wall stretched and yanked and sewn back together yeah and then we see these scars that kind of dive in like a cavern that's how mine is and then people are like what is this shelf but nobody's ever told to move their scar Mm -mm. but those scars just like perineal scars need to be able to move with the tissues back and forth um and so those areas can get really adhered and really tight and not to mention like immediately with cesarean recovery people are often kind of punched over their scar it hurts yeah it does yeah, yeah. And they have trouble getting upright and yeah. that kind of like yeah. little forward flex posture causes uh-huh. everything in the front of the hip and that lower abdominal wall to be tight Peaches. so i usually tell people like you know we want to wait six to eight weeks and we need skin integrity to be great 
don't yeah. need any open areas. We don't Got need it. any scabs. We need nothing. So really needed to have totally started healed. to grow back together. Right. We need it to be totally healed. But even those first few weeks, some people don't even want to look at their scar. It could be associated with trauma. I was about to it say. It could be associated with a lot of things, and they, they don't want to look at it. They're I felt sc- that way. They're scared like, to touch it. What? Yeah. yeah and do so you I- feel like that's heightened when someone has a classical incision? No transverse. So the up-down versus, like, mm-hmm. across? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. The up-down is Because that is, big. like, emergent, emergent yeah. life or death. Yeah, you really don't see those very often. Yeah. I was yeah. very I lucky about it, it once in my seven years at St. Vincent. Yeah. Often, and, and like I would that. say yes, and that that is, I mean, very disruptive Got to it. the functioning of the abdominal wall, just Got as it. a as a muscle. And you what know, even if they're cutting, like they went the same incision on both my mm-hmm. deliveries. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it got worse after mm-hmm. my second. Mm-hmm. Well, and my, and that's probably because that scar tissue wasn't mobilized after the first. Okay. Right. And so like some easy things I would say at first, I would say just start with. Okay. <laughs> and then like those first few weeks and like light skin touch. So just almost like just kind getting of, familiar with it. Because like that, you know, they cut those tissues and those, you know, sensory nerves are disrupted. Yeah. It feels numb. It feels yeah. weird. And we have to kind of retrain our brain from a sensory perspective yeah. of like, this is light touch brain. This does not hurt. Yeah. Like we have to retrain this those nerves. Right. And so like oftentimes touching an intact sensory area, like the side of your arm as you're kind of like lightly brushing those lower abdomen around your scar. Even if we're, we have steri strips on, we can't touch our scar. Yeah. Even those neighboring tissues. Starting with some gentle kind of back mobility stuff, yeah. some child's pose, some cat cow, some it. gentle hip flexor stretching can help Got that it. area. But the first few weeks, the, the most crucial thing is the protection of this this because like having an incision open back up and getting infected and stuff can set you back and and that again is really disruptive i think that's harder too if you have an older child yeah oh for sure because i remember will running to me and i I felt it and i was like oh my gosh did this just rip up and it didn't but it was just that fear and then you're just like i don't want to go well and then you know they say like don't pick up your kid but how can you You not? have a toddler and they're screaming for you or they just or the fell and they got hurt. Getting yeah. your kid in. I mean, if you have a large child plus a car seat yep, it's and a it's just deal. you, how are you, you well, know? And I think too, like we could also do a much better job of like helping moms with cesarean yes. births in the hospital. Thank you. Can I just say that that is the only abdominal surgery not seen in the hospital by a physical therapist? I, well, yeah. Like if you have other abdominal surgeries, like they take a part of your colon out, a physical therapist comes to your room and they're like, let me tell you how to get out of bed. Let's walk down the hallway. But like. So you got PT or OT coming to you to help out. And then with moms, you're like, here you go. Good luck. Here's the screaming baby. Good luck. Your abdomen's been ripped open. Yeah. Things been moved around. But good luck. So even more probably, I mean, not to discredit our vaginal birth mommies, but C-section mommies, like you probably needed a little bit more. TLC. Especially, you know, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, because, you know, I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, I had vaginal births, but from what I heard, you know, people come in and be like, all right, it's time to get up. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine getting up right now. My ab yeah. is killing me. I'm having yeah. pain. And even something as simple as like, hey, we're going to log roll and I need you to exhale right before you do that. they don't yeah. tell you that. It's helpful. No. They don't tell you because that. Because then we aren't like holding our breath and putting it, pushing out against our abdomen, like getting those legs off the bed first and using your arms to push up. So we aren't coming yeah. from like a full body crunch to try to sit up mm-hmm. is really helpful. Kind of like what you mentioned in that previous episode with the lightning crotch kind of thing. It's like, take your movement in stages. Don't do the quick motion yeah, right. because well, that's going to hurt. And exhaling during those transitions yeah. of just like, 
gentle exhale. So, so we aren't like holding our breath mm-hmm. and doing like a Valsalva Got it. when we're trying to transition and then, you know, kind of getting those upright mm-hmm. postures a little yeah. faster. And that's where like that abdominal binder in the hospital can Comes come in. in. Yeah. Because then yeah. we have compression and we have support over that area. Um, and then, you know, we're told nothing to do with our scar and then you get, you go back scar at like six or eight weeks and then they're like, oh, oh, good. Everything's healed. healed. Go back to what you yeah. want. But, um, you know, that abdominal wall needs re-education. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like any other area of the body that would be, I mean, if you have a rotator yeah. cuff repair, you have therapy for 12 weeks, no questions. Yeah. But then people are like, I hate the way my stomach looks. I'm just going to start doing all this ab stuff. But a lot of times they're kind of doing maybe not the most appropriate activities for that stage that they're at. And they just end up feeling all their ab work in their back or using their hip Mm. flexors. And we're not really getting the abs. Yeah. um, Diastasis recti can be an issue with both vaginal or cesarean birth. And that's basically where it stays out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not ripped, which I think is an important thing to note because people will be like, my, my abs ripped during pregnancy. Mm. And I'm like, they're not ripped. It's the midline is thinned and it's stretched, you know, but like you aren't broken. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like appropriate exercises. And they're a little bit more um, after a cesarean birth. Okay. And so then, like, once the incision is totally healed, yeah. then we can start with some scar mobility yeah. so we get that area moving so they don't try to do exercise and feel incision yeah. pain, which can still be happening at, like, 8, 9, 10 yeah. weeks postpartum. Absolutely. And, I mean, for both, like, if, if we talk about, like, kind of general guidelines for postpartum mm-hmm. recovery, I think six weeks to me means we start rehab. And we don't talk about return to sport till after 12 weeks. Okay, good. Appropriate. Take that so in. So, like, yeah. that, that like six weeks is the time when we start corrective exercises. And we're talking about cleaning so up these imbalances. Kind of healing. Yeah, we, we talked about healing in the first six yeah. weeks. And now we can start working on repair. Right. And so, like, you know, I hate six weeks. All right, go. Yeah. Can I run? Yeah. And I'm like, running is a single leg activity where we're just hopping from one leg to another. And I almost never recommend running before 12 weeks post Okay, good to know. There, that's because huge. I'm like everything from six to twelve weeks should be like we're cleaning up all this weakness and imbalance that occurred during pregnancy, and then we mm. are going to be make sure that when you get be- get ready to return to yeah. run, that it's successful. Exactly, and we aren't just like hit the pavement, pee our pants. Yeah, hit yeah. the pavement. Now I have plantar fasciitis. Yeah, or IT yeah. band stuff that like we've restored core strength and yeah. trunk strength, and that those return to sports successful yeah yep. and again you talk about mental health yeah i mean yeah. i think this this phase can be really difficult for women oh, because for they're sure. like i, I want to bounce back i use exercise to cope or like mm-hmm. this is is this what my body is going to look like and forever they, and, and they try to do stuff you know but nobody gives us guidance on mm-hmm. like where to start or what exercises are more appropriate and so it's frustrating and then yeah. they, they try to do something that makes them feel better it doesn't work out the way that they want and then now we've mm-hmm. stripped away another maybe coping mechanism that can yeah. help with depression or anxiety Absolutely. and they feel like their body's failing them well and then yeah. you see so many celebrities and things like that where they're you know four weeks postpartum and either they've lost all the baby weight or they're getting back to exercise and it's like I'm over here running on two hours of sleep, barely keeping my head above water. It's being realistic. What it they, is. I guarantee they have this education. I guarantee yes. you their personal trainers mm-hmm. or yeah. their doulas are there working with them, doing mm-hmm. these activities during pregnancy and postpartum. So, yes, it's a disadvantage, but we're here to educate you guys. But it's yes. all as much on the level field because moms deserve, no matter where you are in life, yeah. you deserve this education. And, and there are Absolutely. some, like, you know, pretty good, like, online guides as far as um, some, like, post 
postpartum progressions. We yeah. have like an early postpartum series on our Instagram okay. page. We'll link that. Like cool. Really helpful for the first yes. six weeks of just like getting those abs awesome. engaged, working on diaphragmatic breathing, helping the diaphragm, the abs, the pelvic floor yeah. all start to row in the same direction and help each other. I love that. Um, so you can start kind of establishing that reconnection with your body. So, I mean, like my goal, hopefully in my life before I die, is that like you know, postpartum rehab would be the standard of care. And that's where oh, we come yes. from. We love partnering with you because of this because our goal is for screenings and therapy yes. and education for the maternal mental health yes. side. Of it. But, you know. Giving mom resources. That's what our whole goal is. I guess we'll leave on this question. Is it ever too late? It is never too late. Like so, once postpartum, always postpartum. What if I'm like 20 years postpartum, my kid is off to college, but I'm still peeing myself? No problem. I had a patient like that one time. Really? She was 22 years postpartum. Wow. Stress incontinence. It was a simple coordination issue. Gone in three visits. Oh my gosh. You're kidding me. <laughs> so she was that like, poor I, mom I peed that my pants for suffered. 20 years. She has suffered for 22 years. So it's never years. too late. Even like. Um, it's easier just from a tissue quality perspective yeah. if we're like before menopause. Yeah. But even postmenopausal, the pelvic wow. floor can be treated. And sometimes these unresolved issues postpartum, you know, come back. Yeah. And menopause, especially more of the prolapse yeah. issues. Yeah. Of, and probably because the hormones have an influence right. on that. Everything. Right. Kinda yep. And goes so, astray. like, yeah. And mm. so sometimes these unresolved issues postpartum are like the incomplete healing compensate till we lose the hormonal advantage of menopause it. and it's never too late then you can get it then too so mamas it's never too late to get the help you need and we're talking you don't have to live with peeing, peeing, on yourself. peeing yourself painful sex your mommy the separation pooch. pooch here or just feeling like something's off in my body mm-hmm. or advocating for yourself or and if you feel like something happened and i never recovered it, something happened and you never recovered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably, you know, because it wasn't like the right tools or resources, yeah. um, which can, you know, yeah. be yeah. made available at any stage. You're never yes. going to go wrong and get it evaluated by someone. Oh, no, 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 I, no, no, and no. I, I also think like, you know, mothering is a very physical activity. Yes. Oh, Kids are yes. heavy. And they want us yes. to hold them all the time. I still give my six-year-old piggyback rides yeah. yep. every morning down the stairs. So even knowing <laughs> nice. the proper way to do it. So, yeah. like, strength for the maternal body is crucial. Yeah. And we yes. need that to be able to, like, keep up with our kids and lift them appropriately and yeah. feel good yeah. mechanically. And, um, you know, that's not to be discounted as well. That just yeah. the act of mothering itself is freaking physical and hard. Yeah, it hey. is. Amen, it sister. Is. Emily, you're a pleasure. You Come are. back. We'll That's have awesome. you back. Hey, and we're going to link all these awesome resources for you. But till next time, guys. All right. See y'all later. See ya. Maternal mental health is as important as physical health. The Preview Alliance podcast was created for and by moms dealing with postpartum depression and all its variables like anxiety, anger, and even apathy. Hosted by CEO, founder Sarah Parkhurst, and licensed clinical social worker Whitney Gay, each episode focuses on specific issues relevant to pregnancy and postpartum. Join us and hear how other moms have overcome mental health challenges, as well as access tips and suggestions on dealing with your own challenges as moms. You can also browse our podcast library and listen to previous episodes at any time. Please know you're not alone on this journey. We're here to help.